Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. I'm Chris Skinner, and this is The Games, previewing the day ahead at London 2012. Coming up, Professor Ivan Waddington on Dopey Dopers, Lynn Truss on the joy of the minority sports at The Games, and Matt Dickinson on Wigo & Co. But first, on yesterday's show, Owen Slot said this. And I think Wiggins will win, uh, will win the gold, and I think that Froome will win the bronze. I, I, I'd expect one or one of Cancellara and Martin to uh, to deliver uh, on the day. A medal for Mr. Slot too, please. It was a great day for the Brits yesterday, most notably in rowing and cycling. So how are we going to get on now in the velodrome? Let's start with cycling. Now, if you've had the opportunity to look at any of the Times' promotional videos for the Olympics, you will have seen this man riding at some velocity. It's the chief sports correspondent at the Times, Matt Dickinson. How are you doing, Matt? I'm very well. It's amazing what you can do with those videos with a bit of uh, camera trickery. The track cycling starts today, uh, but I want to get some thoughts on uh, Bradley Wiggins first. It, it, do you think he might be the greatest British Olympian? Well, he's certainly now got to be the greatest uh, British cyclist, and I think we sort of knew we knew that already um, after he, he notched up the tour, which is uh, you know I think the, the truly sort of historic landmark yep. achievement of his year. But to, to add a uh, gold in the time trial, you know, I mean, he just ticks ticks every box now, doesn't he? And, and Greatest British Olympian. I was thinking about this. You know, I saw that I was at the pool for Phelps and thinking about the greatest worldwide Olympian. And you know, I love the debate, but I actually find it almost sort of almost cruel um, to come to, to, to conclusions because you know, if it, to, to, to pick Phelps means that you can't pick Carl Lewis. You know, to pick <laughs> yeah. Wiggins means that you you can't pick Redgrave. And, and I I say I love the argument. I love tossing it around, but I, I almost feel that it's sort of somehow wrong to, 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 to put one above the other when, when we should just sort of claim astonishing achievements. And of course they reward longevity which would rule out someone like uh, Kelly Holmes who in the space of a few days did something quite incredible and has far fewer medals. Well, exactly, you know, and these are just, I mean, I, I think the great thing about the Olympics is just the sort of, you know, these days of wonderment, and often it's it's, it's, it's people that you don't expect. I was down at the, at the rowing, and, and there are two women there that, you know, the country's never heard of. It's going to read an awful lot about yeah. in the next 24 hours and, and deserve 
deserve their, their day in the sunshine. And so, you know, as you say, we've got to recognise Wigan's longevity and his excellence. Um, and, you know, those are two big boxes to tick. Now, from the road to the track, uh, this, this should be another source of uh, uh, medals for uh, Team GB. Uh, the team sprints start later on today. Yes, they do. I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think a lot of people will tune in and, and sort of they're probably just, you know, after Beijing think, oh, British cyclists on the track. Well, that's, um, you know, roll on the golds. And it's not going to be that simple um, this time around. I mean, the the men's sprint, uh, team sprint, as you mentioned, um, Britain didn't uh, fare too well. Um, at the World Championships, um, they've got this new, they've been sort of messing around with the, the selection for, for a couple of years, trying to find a, um, a, a lead out guy. And yeah. um, they've now gone with this young, um, well, I was going to say German. He's obviously British, but he's <laughs> German, German-raised um, Heinz, who is a, 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 a yeah, great young talent. But he had a bit of problem at Melbourne um, at the Worlds, and they got uh, downgraded. Um, he says they've learned from that, but you know, a medal um, will, will be an achievement of, of any colour um, for the men. And then you've got uh, Pendleton and Varnish, the women, who will, you know, have very high hopes of of, of, of standing on the top step of the podium but it's not you know it's not going to be uh, as simple as people maybe think I'm joined now by writer broadcaster and journalist Lynn Truss Lynn hello how has your Olympic experience been so far well, um, it's quite exciting. Um, I've watched quite a lot of it on the TV, like everybody <laughs> else. But, um, but you know, I think the park is amazing. And I'm just constantly a bit overwhelmed by the scale of the whole thing. I've been to lots of sports events. But when I think about how big the things I've been to before have been, like the Masters at Augusta or something, yeah. I mean, this is a thousand times bigger. And, and, and it's really, really impressive. Now, the Olympics is a chance to watch sports that you usually wouldn't dare watching. I, I, I've enjoyed... Uh, a number of sports that I, I wouldn't give five minutes for at any other point of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you've had a similar kind of experience. <laughs> well, I've been to water polo and I've been to air rifle and both of those had quite a lot of excitement in them. Um, I have to say the water polo is a bit mystifying to the outsider. I mean, lots of people play it and I've, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken to quite a few people who know it inside out and are very good at it. But to me, it's a, it's a really confusing game because in what the, way? The, rule, well, the rules are that you shouldn't, you mustn't splash an opponent, you shouldn't dunk <laughs> an opponent, you shouldn't ever swear an opponent raising. And what, what is happening all the time is that players advance by people pulling each other under the water. I mean, that's basically what they do all the time. And occasionally you get a shot um, from an underwater camera that shows, it looks like a murder being committed. Um, and I went to watch Air Rifle at Woolwich um, the other day, and, and that's exact, that really falls into a category of something you wouldn't normally yes. find yourself watching. Does it make much of a spectator um, sport? Well, it was thrilling. It was quite okay. thrilling. It's partly because I was really quite interested in one of the competitors. I'd, I'd gone along to see this chap called Matt Emmons, who's an American, who famously, um, in a couple of other Olympics, 2004-2008, in a different event, in a, a three-positions event, which I now know about, um, he had got to the point of being on the verge of, of getting gold in both both those Olympics. And um, and with his last shot, he threw it away both times. Oh, well, the first time, first time he shot the wrong target, some, the one next to him, wow. um, instead of his own. So he got a score of zero, which put him out in the medals. And the next time, he just, the gun went off 
too quickly as oh. he was pulling going into sight, and he he, he got a four point four, which again put him out of the medals. So he's he's in it again on Monday next week. So I'm really rooting for him to have a sort of Hollywood ending where he finally you know gets that position and he actually gets a ten. So it was pretty. It was actually really interesting, and most of the crowd were saying don't understand at the beginning, don't understand what's this. Right. I don't understand. And by the end of it, you know, they were all sort of saying, oh my god, no, he's got a nine. So. <laughs> Um, so it was. It was pretty, pretty interesting. I remember I went to the diving test event. Uh, w- w- within half an hour, I was an absolute expert on the judging <laughs> procedure. <laughs> it doesn't take long to pick it up, does it? No, it's, it's true, and it's and it's part of the thing. I mean, I, they don't expect everyone to understand everything, but um, but uh, it, you know, the atmosphere and and so on. You you are caught up in it, definitely. Now you're going to be at the tennis later on today, and uh, what, what, how do you feel about tennis being in the games? I'm, I've got mixed feelings about it. I, I certainly don't think they should have golf in it, which is, you know, coming in yes. next time. Um, I really feel quite strongly that, that is, that's a real travesty. Um, you want to see the people who, you know, get up at five, go to the local pool and have, have struggled, you know, for years and, and, have, and have come out and on a great day, do a great performance. Um, for someone like, you know, seeing these great tennis players, it's not, I shouldn't go, should I? I've just talked myself out of it. I've just realised <laughs> I shouldn't be going to the tennis. <laughs> I'm joined now by Professor Ivan Waddington, who is the author of an introduction to drugs on sports, Addicted to Winning. Uh, Professor, there have been very few dopey dopers this year, but that means uh, little to you in the bigger picture, does it? It does indeed. It's actually rather unusual for people to test positive in the Olympic Games themselves because they know several months in advance the dates of their events. So it's relatively easy for them with medical advice to make sure they come off the drugs, they taper down, they're free of drugs on the day of the event. So anybody who's actually caught in the event itself is really pretty stupid. This might sound like a little, uh, a slightly naive question, but... If, if they haven't taken drugs for, for a period of maybe several months before, w- will their performance still be that much enhanced? Well, most of them would not have to come off the drugs several months before uh, before um, competing. We're talking about much shorter periods of time. But in any case, the effects of certain steroids, for example, can indeed persist for months and indeed indeed years, yes. So, so they, they will continue to get that advantage. And why, why are the doping tests not adequate to, uh, to catch it? I mean, there's so much um, off-race, out-of-season testing these days. Why, why are these people not being caught? There are technological reasons. Firstly, we know that, um, for example, the quality of the drug testing arrangements varies enormously from one country to another throughout the world. So of the 165 or so um, countries signed up to the World Anti-Doping Agency code, probably no more than 20 or 25 have in place the kind of proper practices and procedures. Plus, there are all kinds of other things, like it, it, it is now possible, for example, for athletes to buy on the internet, particularly from pharmaceutical companies in China, it's possible to buy drugs which are tailored individually to that particular athlete, so one or two elements of the drug are modified, making it impossible for the drug testers to, to find it because they don't know what they're looking for. And you've seen evidence of, of these being purchased or you've heard of this? I know this has been done because I was told at a conference recently in Germany, actually by the state prosecutor in one of the German provinces, uh, he, he said he actually posed as an athlete wanting these drugs and set up a purchase on the internet himself. Is, is there any way to stop this? Are, are we fighting a losing battle here? Uh, 
quite honestly, hand on heart, I have to. I would have to say, I, I, I rather fear that we are fighting a losing battle. Yes, yes. Uh, which then leads on to the comments uh, made by John Leonard, the uh, U.S. swimming coach, um, yeah. who um, he, he did more than uh, imply innuendo with regards to Yishu Win's win. There, were, there was pretty much an accusation there, and cer- certainly um, she's had to uh, face questions herself over her incredible yeah. swim times. Yeah. Let, let's take Ian Thorpe, who's, who has said how he improved between the age of 15 and 16. Is it not possible that someone can just grow up and get quicker? It's possible. It is theoretically possible. And one cannot say with any certainty whether or not this young Chinese swimmer was taking drugs. What one does know, there are two aspects of this situation about which one can be certain. One is that the improvement in her performance was absolutely astonishing. So that she's not only beaten every other woman in sight, but she's actually, her last 100 metres was faster than the last 100 metres in the comparable event in the men's Olympics. Okay, now that is really, really astonishing. And that makes you, you wonder what's going on. John Leonard is a very experienced, in fact, one of the most experienced um, administrators in swimming on the world level. He's written extensively about drug use in the last two or three decades. He is probably more than any other single person, the person who knows more about drug use in swimming than any other person in the world. So whilst one cannot say with absolute certainty whether or not this swim was drug-assisted, what one can say is that the comments which have been made by John Leonard have to be taken very seriously because they're being made by one of the most authoritative people in the world on this issue. You've been getting in touch by using the My Olympics hashtag in Twitter and you continue to be impressed by the Olympic venues. Peter Stark, on the way home from the Olympic Park, amazing, feel incredibly privileged to live on the greatest city on earth. And Stacey Marie Dove, on a train, unable to watch the Olympics, have Spandau Ballet gold on loop in my head. Oh, the agony. Please send your Olympic thoughts over and we'll read as many as we can on tomorrow's programme. If you listen to this on the iPad app, don't forget you can get this on your MP3 player via iTunes. And iTunes listeners, try out our iPad app. You can get it via the iTunes store. With it, you can get this podcast with some amazing accompanying images. If you aren't a Times subscriber, timespacks.co.uk will sort you out with the best deal for your habits. Our next show will be with you tomorrow morning. The iPad edition will be updating at 5am, 5pm and 10.30pm. Here's to some more golds. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.